I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. This isn't a robbery. Hands in the sky if you got a dream. Learn nothing was blocking me. I was the problem, the only one stopping me. I didn't like it, I had to refocus. Now I'm devoted, I know where I'm going. Controlling emotions, I'm owning the moment. In order to get it, see, you gotta want it. If you're in technical sales or thinking about getting into technical sales, and struggling to find that dream job or figure out exactly how you can land that dream job, then in this episode, we're going to cover the main areas to focus on and how to get it done quickly. The first thing you need to do is look at your current position. So it's good timing with this. It's the end of the year. A lot of people are reflecting on how did this year go for you? How has the last two years gone for you? Uh, Are you getting the most out of the company that you're working for? Do you feel like you're performing at the best? Do you feel like the company is rewarding you with your performances and compensating you accordingly? But right now, this is just a time to sit back and be like, you know what? Do I really love this position I'm in? It doesn't matter. If you're the VP, you you can make changes at any point in time. And that's a great thing about it is that if you're in an industry that you've done successful, that you've been successful in, then you can shift and go to a different company and different opportunity if you're not getting what you deserve. And I don't want the VPs out there to be like, dude, stop telling our people that they can leave. But it's just the it's the nature of the beast. So look at your current position. Do you feel like this vehicle, you know, consider the company, the vehicle to get you to your income growth and the type of income that you want to make? Is this vehicle that you're in right now going to get you there? And that's something that you really got to sit long and hard about. If you've been with the company for a long time, it can be difficult, um, but everything happens really quick in this technical sales type of position or world. And you have to sit back and think like, all right, we're going into a new year. We're going into 2022. A lot of things have happened in the last two years. Is this the right move for me or should I start thinking about jumping ship and going to somebody else, whether it's competition or a completely different industry? But really look at that right now at assess your current position. Do you feel valued? Do you feel like you're going to hit your income potential? And everybody has the same income goals. Uh, some people are okay with making, you know, low six figures, 100, 125 a year. Other people want to make three, four, five hundred thousand $500,000 a year. Is the vehicle you're in going to get you there? That's the question you have to ask yourself. The next standpoint is you have to look at the compensation. What compensation are you currently getting? I can tell you that after after 10 years in industrial uh, technical sales uh, myself, and then also working with dozens upon dozens of clients at MFG Tribe, the industrial marketing agency I own, um, it's pretty much the same across the board of this mix of some people get uh, a decent base. And I would say a decent base in this type of role is the 80 to 100,000, maybe 115, depending on where you live. 115,000 a year plus all the perks of car and gas and and all that stuff and phone allowance and computer and all that stuff that's just standard stuff but you're getting in, in the in the 80 to let's say 120 a year and if you're higher up VP regional manager stuff like that obviously it goes up from there um but i'd say 50 50% of the time people are usually in that range maybe slightly below it but then the other side of the compensation is what is drastically different is the uh commission standpoint are, do you have a current commission plan? And what does that commission plan look like? I can tell you from my experience, um, being in this industry for as long as I have, it's if you don't have a commission plan that's based on revenue, then your and your your income goals that you have and the potential you want to get to is extremely high. So over 180, over 200,000 a year, then you need to leave that vehicle and you need to start looking elsewhere because you will not reach it 
with bonuses and profit sharing and all that stuff, you're not going to reach it if your if your commission is based on profitability or based on you know what is actually net net at the end of the year. So the way that I've always advised people. And, and this whole strategy I'm going to walk through has worked probably 15, 20 times in the last, in the last couple of years with people. And then they get their dream job instantly, um, instantly within like 30, 45 days, they're on the path and, and going down it. And then they end up landing it and they love it. But you have to look at it from standpoint, like your base is your base, right? But what is going to drive you to perform that extra level? It has to be some sort of uh, commission plan. What I've always advised people is you want commission based on revenue. So based on dollars sold. Whether it's it's one percent, two, three percent, that's the typical range. There's a lot of recruiters that will say, you know, um, the last deal that I had personally seven eight years ago was like three percent commission on on revenue sold and growth, and then for eighteen months, and then one and a half percent for eighteen months, and then the commission went away, and that was an injection molding. So I had three years of commission that I'm earning commission on a new program that I brought into the company. After those three years, commission goes away. So you have to replace it. So you have to actively constantly be replacing it if your commission goes away. One of my close friends has 2% commission for life for anything that he brings in. Um, he's making you know over $300,000 a year because of that, because it's just all compounded. But you have to, whether you're a current employer, you're in talks about it, or you're looking at new opportunities, the number one thing that I would ask any recruiter, any potential employer is what is the compensation plan base? What is the commission based on? It has to be clear set the way that I would advise it. And that what, what works best in my opinion is it's based on the previous month. So in December, you ship, let's say for argument's sake, let's say a million dollars worth of product goes out under your commission plan and you get 3%, that's $30,000. Then in January, January 15th or the third or fourth week of the month, you should get a $30,000 check for the stuff that was shipped in December. Now, if you guys are seeing something different and there's a better plan out there, then definitely let me know. Some people may want, not want to be leaving this in the comments. If you want to shoot me a message, a uh, private message on LinkedIn, feel free to do so. Um, or, or any questions for that matter. If you don't want your employer to see this, um, that, you're, that you're exploring it, then you can shoot me private messages and we'll answer them as quick as we possibly can. But that is the key aspect is you need to have some sort of commission. That is what is going to drive. If you're a VP of sales and you don't have a commission plan for your for the people that work for you, you're not going to get the most out of them because people become comfortable, right? If they're okay making $100,000 a year and you pay them 90, why would they ever go that extra mile? Like you can incentivize them with other things, but for most part, if you're going into sales, it's about like financial side of it and the financial upside of it is very important. And so you need to incentivize those people with that by saying, hey, if you close these deals, it like if you if you do two million in revenue, I'll give you two percent commission on that. And if you hit your metrics and KPIs, I'll give you a bonus on top of that. That's what drives people to actually do stuff. And at the end of the day, if as long as the the metrics are in place from a from a profit standpoint, as long as the when you quoted it, it was profitable. You put in your 10, 15, 20, 30 percent profit margin in it and everything went fine. It's up to the operations team to then determine can can you guys do this efficiently and not you know, lose everything on the operations side. And then you only end up netting 5% profit or 7% profit. But as long as it's all built in, then that salesperson should be rewarded for convincing the, the customer to pay that dollar. Right. And that's really the way that it should go. So if you're not currently in a position where you have compensation like that structure with commission uh, based on revenue, then I would seriously consider, you know, having a conversation with your employer or your boss or possibly looking at other opportunities. The next area you're going to look at is using LinkedIn. 
And so a lot of you may say, yeah, I already use LinkedIn to look for jobs or, or I get poked by recruiters or things like that. I'm talking about doing it a little bit different. So it's this basically, basically the same principle that I teach on. And you can go to my YouTube channel and look at all the LinkedIn content that I have. But it's basically the same principle as if you're hunting for new potential customers, then you flip it on its head. And you're going to say, I'm going to build up my profile and connect with people to get them interested in me. And then they will then seek me out. And it's a way of kind of, instead of you always searching, like you should still search for a new job if, if that's what you're looking for and apply for things. But instead, at the same time, while you're searching, having people come to you is the ideal state, right? So let's reverse engineer that. And so it's going to start with your profile. The number one issue I see with people on their LinkedIn profile is their headline. The headline is what it says right below your name at the top. By default, LinkedIn puts it in as your current position at current company. That tells nobody anything. If you're trying to use LinkedIn from a sales standpoint with your technical sales job and get new business, you should have already changed that. Um, if you haven't changed it, that could be affecting why using LinkedIn to get new business is not working for you. But if you're looking for a new job, it needs to be relevant. It's the same principle. You need to have the headline say something like helping companies do this through this industry or whatever is relevant to you. Um, if you're in machining or plastics or corrugated and you work in aerospace or medical, you can say solving uh, corrugated, you know, providing corrugated solutions to medical and aerospace companies um, throughout the US or across the world or whatever it is. But it's basically what is your hook line and then what industries do you work in? You don't even have to put the company name. Now, if you work for a large company, then it might benefit you to put the company name. But if you don't, uh, then then don't even put it. There's no point because people will then go into your profile. But but it's that the headline, your picture and the headline is what once you send an invitation to connect to somebody, they see the picture, they see the headline. If the headline's not relevant, if it just says sales engineer or technical salesperson or VP of sales at this company, it may mean nothing to them, right? Unless your company's big and you're trying to connect with a competitor to then say, hey, you know, you guys got any jobs over there for me because I'm looking to make a shift. Um, but putting something relevant in there is the number one thing. You have to update that profile. Go through the about me section. Just put some general stuff in there, nothing too detailed. But then when you get into your positions, that's where you really want to to lay lay it down and be like, this is what I've done at this company. These are my responsibilities. These are my achievements. Then go to the previous position from that. This is what I did at this company. These were my achievements. You should be able to put that up there. You should have some decent achievements if you're good at your job. Now, if you're new at a company or newer and you haven't had that much success, then get creative with it. Don't lie and say you did something when you didn't, but get creative. That helped the company achieve this growth or things like that. Because anybody looking at you from a potential job standpoint is going to look at your LinkedIn profile. They're going to look to see what is it that you did at that company or what is it that you're currently doing. And they're going to want to um, spark their interest based on what they read. So if you can say, I, I achieved 46% growth year over year and brought the company to $68 million or $15 million, then obviously that is going to grab somebody's attention when you get to the next steps. So update that profile and do it right after you're watching this or as you're watching this, pull open another tab and go in there and at least at a minimum change that headline and then start to go through from there. You don't have to, there's people that have all these profile writing uh, tips and like build your profile out this way and your resume has got to match this stuff. For, for the sake of this, it's just super basic and simple and quick because I know that most of you aren't going to spend the time to actually do it um, all the way through. So just hitting those key areas, it's what's most important. After you update your profile, you're going to need to build out your network. Building out your network, if you're trying to bring people to you, is you're going to want to connect with 
owners, CEOs, VPs at potential companies that you'd like to work at. And if they're a direct competitor and you want to go to a direct competitor, go ahead and do that. Um, but if you're like, I don't want to, it's, it's basically like if you can work at any company and make a list of a hundred companies or make a list of five different industries and these company sizes and filter it down, what would that list look like? Right. And, and, and what would they potentially give you? Maybe, you know, somebody that works at one of those companies and they're like, dude, this compensation plan is awesome. I get all the support from upper management. I've got a team below me that does all of my estimating for me. I've got account managers that once a person becomes a customer, I throw them over to an account manager. Like this is sick. This is exactly the type of, of position that that person wanted to be in. You're like, I would love to have that. Okay. You need to connect with everybody in sales at that company. And send them a connection request because you're not trying to, you're not going to pitch to them. You're not going to sell them anything. You're not going to say yet, hey, do you guys have any opportunities available? But the premise is you send a connection request. Somebody like, oh, Steve at this company wants to connect with me or Steve that does this. That's relevant. So I'm going to connect with them. Then once they, once you connect with them, then they're going to look through your profile, look at your content. And possibly if they're like, hey, you know what? Something's come up and we have an open position, I'd like to know if you're interested in applying, that is where the rubber meets the road. That's what we're trying to get to. We're trying to get to the point where people are asking you to invite or asking, inviting you to apply for a position or asking you if you're interested in discussing a new opportunity. And then once you take them up on that opportunity, then you go through the interview process and see if it's worth your while. But you have to build out the network first. So you have to connect with people that are in sales, marketing, even if you're into smaller companies, um, less than 50 employees, less than 100 employees, connect with the CEO, connect with the COO, connect with the operations manager, anybody at that company. If it's somebody that you're really trying to get um, get an opportunity from, connect with them. And it's literally the same thing as if you're trying to sell to them, except flip it upside down. You're trying to get you're trying to sell to them yourself not your services. So you're just going to connect with different types of people and you need to do that every single day. So LinkedIn has limitations where it's like, I think it's a hundred connection requests per week that you can send out. You need to hit your head on that ceiling of a hundred every single week to build out your network with those potential employers that would be interested in interviewing you down the road or maybe immediately if there's a job open. The next thing you're going to want to do, which I'm sure most of you guys are doing, is searching for jobs on LinkedIn's platform, going through it. As you know, a lot of those jobs have the LinkedIn quick, easy apply, right? So if you've built out your profile and you've included anything, everything, and you've got all your stuff listed out, then it's easy to apply because it's basically your resume. I mean, that's what a lot of people use LinkedIn for these days um, and always have. Um, but as you've seen in my other content, LinkedIn is the powerhouse from a sales standpoint for technical salespeople. This could be your number one source to get new business, new opportunities, and new prospects from is by using LinkedIn strategically, like I've said hundreds upon thousands of times every single probably month at this point. All I do is scream from the mountaintop, use LinkedIn every day, every day. Go in there 30 minutes engaging, 30 minutes building out your network, sending messages, sending content. That's what works now. Now it might change in the future, but right now, this is what works best. So if you're searching for jobs, your profile is built out, you're engaging, you're sharing content, all that type of stuff, then then you, you've already done half the work and somebody that's going to be looking for that is going to say, oh, this person's active. Look what they're into. Look at where they worked at. Look at their accomplishments. Look who they're connected with. Look at the places that they've been um, and all that stuff. Look at the skills that they have. People have endorsed some. People have given recommendations. It's it's just a slam dunk at that point, right? And so, But you have to engage with your network to get that. You have to engage. And after you build it, 
You have to like people's stuff, comment on people's stuff, engage with it, share posts, create content yourself, share your company stuff, share other company stuff, play to the persona of who you're trying to go after. Right. And I talk about that in our industrial marketing stuff where you're not, you know, the persona is the person like they just have a general persona, an engineer. An engineer doesn't just want to know about what it is that you sell if you're marketing to them. They want to know about robotics and 3D printing and all this stuff. So like sharing content that is relevant to the persona, but not directly screaming buy from me is the same principle that you use for trying to get a job. And you need to just focus on being in there every single day, engaging and more like very quickly, people will come up to you and say, Hey, like I see all your stuff on LinkedIn. I see what you're doing. If you're going down the path, side note, um, if you're going down the path of creating content yourself, like camera to your face, creating content on a weekly basis, talking about your services, whatever, huge standout. I mean, that is, is way above the bar of getting somebody's attention. If you do that, people will be running and screaming to get you to work for their company because they see that you're using it as a sales tool. And if you have the data to support it, they will be like, dude, this is this, we want this person. Look what they're doing on LinkedIn. They're posting all the time. They're talking about their services. They're talking about their company. They're selling their company on LinkedIn. They're getting engagement. Like that is huge, massive. More so, I would say more so than if you can say, I grew the company 26%. I mean, anybody can put some BS number up there, right? And who's going to actually fact check it? Most people won't. But if you're engaging and creating content every single week, it's it's absolutely massive of, of value. Like people are going to absolutely love that. The next area with the jobs is going to be, you know, messaging people strategically that you want to do business with, that you want to potentially be your employer. Directly message them. Go to the VP, go to the regional sales manager, go to the sales manager, go to other uh, sales executives, sales engineers at that company and just be like, hey, do you guys have any openings? I mean, you can go to their website and look if they have any openings, but you can be like, hey, you know, I love what you guys do. I love to see if there's an opportunity down the road and just throw it out there. I mean, what do you have to hurt yourself? Like, are you worried that somebody's going to then call your boss and be like, just so you know, Joe sent me this message and he's looking for a job? Like, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. People know on LinkedIn if somebody asks some confidential information or provides some confidential information, nobody's going to sit down and exploit that. But you have to build out the profile, build out the network, engage with people, then message them. You do not just go to get a, get a connection and be like, hey, I want to work for your company. You guys have anything open? Like That's just not how it works. It's not effective at all. Um, and so this, this process and these steps that I'm telling you to go through, I guarantee you that they will work. It may not be 30 days like the other people that we've helped out and the other people I've talked to. It may be end up being three months, four months, but you will get it. But you have to really sit down with like what industry do you want to be in? There are so many industries and you have to sit down really at your core. Like, what do you love to do every day? Right? Like I didn't know when I got into plastics that I would love it as much as I did. I just was trying to get a job in that industry as a sales engineer. Right. And that one popped up and it was close to my house. And I was like, cool, I'm going to apply for this. And I ended up getting it. And then I ended up loving plastics and all about injection molding and all the stuff because in general, I like how stuff's made and there's a lot of plastic stuff made out there. But you have to sit down like, maybe you want to get into 3D printing. Does that drive you? Maybe you want to get into industrial automation. Maybe you want to get into packaging, caps and closures. Maybe you want to get into metals, machinings, like anything under the sun. Think about like, what industry would I love to wake up every single day and not look at it as a job, but look at this like, I love this job that I have, right? I love waking up every day and doing this every single day. Because if you're doing it just for the money, you're going to burn yourself out and you're going to get bored and you're going to end up leaving and you're going to end up hating it. 
But if you really love the industry and you really love what it is that it's doing and where it's going and the progression that's been made, then sit, start there first, figure out where do you want to go? What's your North star? And then do this whole process of, of looking at the compensation plans, using LinkedIn, building out your network, building out your profile, engaging with people, searching for jobs and keep it hyper focused and strategic on that. And I promise you that you will gain massive attention and your personal brand will boost and you will end up getting the dream job that you're looking for. Guys, I appreciate you guys joining. I appreciate engaging, commenting, sharing it. Uh, you know, I see all this stuff you guys sharing it with people you know. Be sure to, if you're not following me on, on LinkedIn, uh, be sure to follow me on LinkedIn. If you want to listen to this in podcast form, check me out on podcasts. We're on all the podcasts, technical sales and marketing with myself. All the episodes get posted up there. Be sure to go to my YouTube channel. We've got over 150 videos about topics of industrial sales, industrial marketing, technical sales, everything under the sun subscribe, turn on notifications so you don't miss it. Stay tuned for all the future events two times a week. Monday's talking about marketing and industrial marketing and Wednesday's talking about technical sales and we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can leave me a review, because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there, as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.